Hello and welcome to Aspen Wait Live. It's Friday lunchtime. Thank you ever so much for uh, joining us. Delighted to have you here with us. This is the last one of the week. Hopefully we'll have plenty of stuff to get you through the weekend online and we'll be back again on Monday. Today we're going to... It's Friday, so it's that kind of feel on a Friday where you just want to be a little bit more informal and a little bit more relaxed and we're going to have a talk about everything that's gone on this week and uh, we're going to talk through... Uh, lots of uh, incredible things happening in, in Aspen Wait this week. We want you to get involved. We want you to share your positive stories, um, the things that you've been doing this week, the things that have happened to you. You can do that on Facebook. You can do that on YouTube. Uh, get your comments in. And as we always say, if you haven't already, please give our YouTube page uh, a subscribe. Click on the bell to be notified uh, when we post a new video. And um, don't forget, you can subscribe to our podcast as well. And you can get a daily uh, dose on podcast of us doing these live streams. Okay, that's all the promotion stuff out of the way. I'm delighted to say that the CEO of Aspen Wait, Paul Wait, uh, joins me now. Paul, very good uh, afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you, Benjamin. In the sunshine again with your, your lovely uh, garden view. <laughs> no, I, was pick- I picked up mostly on your uh, Friday thing because... Um, uh, so firstly, for me, uh, as you know, I've got a, a 90 minute show this afternoon. So uh, I thought I better put on a shirt. So I looked something like a professional person. Um, uh, the other thing is, is uh, this Friday is a little bit sad for me because last week I watched the last episode of uh, the first series of Star Trek Picard, which uh, is an absolutely magnificent series, um, unbelievably well acted, probably one of the best series on television I've ever watched. Um, and, the, and the last episode of the first series was on last week. So I, I always had that um, uh, Picard to look forward to at uh, six o'clock on a Friday, which I don't have anymore. I think the other thing, going back to Friday, which I expect a, a lot of um, people will agree with, is um, days don't really have any definition anymore, do they? No. Uh, at no. the moment, the way we're working. So it doesn't really seem to make much difference whether it's... You know, one of the things I think must be very difficult for um, a lot of people in the country... You know, you imagine that you're a lifelong Leeds United fan, you know, and I, I do know one or two, actually. Um, and your whole life revolves around uh, watching home and away matches. Uh, you know, what on earth do you do? You know, you've been used for 20 years to go and watch Leeds play um, Bristol City and uh, or go to the home ground. And uh, I think it's, it's actually it's like a, a, a treble whammy of negatives at the moment, isn't it? You're you're at home. Um, you can't do all the things you want to do. The television is rubbish, in my opinion. And um, things like, so me, you know, I, I would normally every day uh, look, go on Racing Post and look at uh, the, the runners and riders in today's uh, races and what was running tomorrow. So I can't do that. I can't watch any rugby. Uh, and I do follow football, as you know, a little bit. So, um, yeah, interesting times. Yeah, a couple of really interesting points you made there. I mean, I'm, I'm a massive football fan, as as you know, and um, I was I was only this morning uh, saying to my partner that tomorrow, um, BBC Match of the Day, they're making a real effort to show uh, to do a podcast in place of Match of the Day, sort of as as we're doing, which is a video podcast, and then they're also showing a, a classic episode or classic games chosen by the pundits afterwards. So there's a real hour, I think, of of sports and football. And one of the reasons I read an article on it was just to try and get, as you said, Paul, that that sort of traditional Saturday, whatever you might be doing, so many people watch Match of the Day, to actually allow them 
to still do it so that they feel normal and feel that there is some sort of normality to their to their weekends perhaps i think the big event of tomorrow is the virtual grand national oh yeah which, uh, yeah which uh, seems to have um well because <laughs> it's it's like a glass of water in a desert um you know and suddenly the glass of water looks like a waterfall or something i'm, I'm getting i'm getting very wise aren't i am i saying so, i think you are yeah um, you know, because, you know, let's be honest, you know, ordinarily, if you said to people, you know, do you want to, <laughs> do you want to watch 40 horses that run a virtual horse race? You know, um, for those of you who are going to bet on it, uh, being a rather learned horse racing fan, I can tell you that um, uh, the virtual um, virtual computer, whatever you want to call it, has had a remarkably good record in um, uh, in, in in terms of the, the top 10 that happened in the, uh, the virtual Grand National against what actually happens. So uh, last year it got the winner wrong, but uh, the horse, the horse that um, it had winning came third. Uh, five of the top ten were the same. Uh, so it is. Um, it's, it must be quite interesting how they work out all the algorithms, etc. So yeah, uh, you can bet on you can bet on it. Uh, and my and, and my tip would be uh, uh, Tiger Roll to win his third. Grand National, personally. I, li- I like that we're giving out, um, oh, well, you're giving out, certainly. I'm not in a position to do that because I'm, I'm, I don't really follow it, but um, you're giving out a few, uh, a betting tip for tomorrow. I do think it's a great thing that they're doing to, again, get back to normality. Because this is a Friday show and it is slightly, slightly different and, and I'm gonna, we're going to talk about some different things, I do want to ask you your opinion on something. I know that you, you're, you do follow um, football. In the news at the moment, there are, in the last two days, been a lot of bad press for football clubs in the Premier League mm, who have f- so. furloughed their staff. Um, yeah. And then there's been two sides of the fence. I think everyone agrees that that is t- dreadful. Um, but there's been two sides of the fence to footballers' salaries and their contracts and what they should oh, and, do. And managers as well. Yeah, yeah. obviously Eddie Howe um, taking the, the, the sort of big leap early on. But I yeah, just wanted to get your thoughts on he's it. He's a role model, isn't he? Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> that was interesting because... Um, uh, so I have to say, I cannot believe that the government, when it announced its all sectors um, assistance uh, for employees through the furlough scheme, seriously wanted to furlough um, rugby players and footballers, which is what is happening. Uh, I know that Bath have furloughed their whole playing squad, I, I believe, Bath Rugby. Yeah. Um, I see some clubs haven't, notably London Irish, your local club. Uh, yeah. You play at the Majeski. Uh, as far as I'm aware, they haven't furloughed anybody, uh, which is interesting because I wouldn't have thought they were that rich as a club. Um, so you've got uh, you've got uh, football clubs and rugby clubs furloughing uh, people. Now, obviously, the rugby players are probably earning I don't know 150 grand a year if they're lucky as an average top. You know, as, as I do as I do a lot of rugby clubs, I I know there are rugby players uh, who I won't name that earn 400,000 a year. But I've also seen players on as little as 60 in rugby. Yeah. But in football, you know, you're, as you know, you could be talking about 170,000 a week is quite, is quite normal, you know. Um, so you imagine, you know, uh, furloughing, uh, say, a Chelsea player. Uh, <laughs> well, I suppose, actually, they'd only get 2,500, two wouldn't I? So I've just realised that myself. Um, so actually, it doesn't really matter what they earn now, does it? Because they, yeah, so I'm an idiot. So I, I'm I'm officially an idiot on air live. <laughs> uh, I'm just 
I've just realised that actually uh, uh, the the Chelsea footballer will um, will just get two and a half thousand pounds. So I feel a little bit a little bit better about that. I, it just seems it just seems somehow um, morally wrong when uh, the current situation has undoubtedly thrown up several user groups who will be big big losers out of these government measures. Well, do you know, interesting, I read an article just only this morning, which was um, just to put some balance onto it, because I think everybody's initial thoughts are, are certainly that, and I'm not saying that they would be swayed by this, but there were a few articles uh, by um, sports journalists who, who uh, you know, a well thought of journalist that said, hang on, there might be some merit in this, but footballers are now being made as scapegoats for a lot of problems and it's easy to jump on the bandwagon and say why are footballers still getting their salaries when there's there's so many other issues and there's so many businesses that are still sending people to work in central London and, and doing there's, there's a lot of other things so they were saying hang on, hang on it's very easy just to say footballers all of a sudden what about all the businesses that, that are turning over huge pro- profits and politicians and, and people like this so there, there was a, a little bit of balance to that that argument I think well one of the, one of the things um so I, you know, I always, as you know, I'm, uh, I, 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 I'm a bit OCD and making sure that I don't talk a load of rubbish when I'm uh, on air and stuff. So, um, my understanding of uh, what's going to happen with the uh, uh, Premiership football, for instance, is uh, it's very likely that the season will recommence maybe in June, definitely in July, and uh, the players. So one presumes the players get paid £130,000 a week or whatever it is, regardless of whether it's August or December. So to some extent, I suppose the, the, the criticism's unfair anyway, because uh, it's a bit like they're having two months off at a different time, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, so they're, they're having a, a... And let's be honest, you know, so as a Manchester United fan, as I think you are as well, I think. Yeah, and, I am. And I, and I know Darren Tolbert is, for instance. Um, you know, United were on a, a really good roll uh, of form. Uh, was it 11 unbeaten uh, games, I think? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, uh, had a brilliant draw in the Europa Cup. Um, you know, had a really good chance, I think, of, of coming third, not just fourth, personally. Um, and, of course, the season stopped the, the, uh, at the wrong time. I mean, the, just for football uh, fans, I mean, the only good thing about this is maybe Rashford and... Pogba would be fit uh, when the season recommences, but um, yeah, no. Effectively, uh, it's very disruptive, obviously, for um, for for football clubs. I mean, it's just you know, as as we as you know, we sponsor Haybridge Swifts. Uh, I feel a little bit sad for um, all the clubs below Premiership, where the season's effectively been um, called off. So I believe Leeds were declared champions this week. I think that's right, isn't it? Uh, were they? I, I I wasn't aware. But um, yeah, I, yeah. Oh no, I know it wasn't. No, it was. Um, sorry, and I got it my facts wrong. It was Newcastle Falcons. Yes, yeah. That's Newcastle it, yeah. Fal- Newcastle Falcons were declared uh, winners of the uh, Division One rugby. Um, so even though the season has ended in, in 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 the rugby championship, they will be playing in the uh, Premier, effectively the rugby Premier Division next year. There's of course Saracens, uh, who I now have some involvement with. Have been very naughty boys and have been sent to naughty boy corner yeah. uh, into hideous reg- re- relegation, having fined minus seventy points this season for paying their players too much. So um, yes, yeah, so I think yeah. So and just for just so people don't know this, uh, horse racing 
effectively the uh the normal regular jump season has been brought to an end uh, and there will be no horse racing over jumps probably until uh august i would imagine but um flat racing will recommence much earlier than that initially uh, behind closed doors and the and the rationale behind that is is some amazing common sense so the rationale is is that uh jockeys etc are much more likely to be injured jumping over a fence than they are riding on the flat and um, it was felt that it would be uh, very politically incorrect to um, take up the NHS's time yeah. with broken arms for jockeys at a time when uh, the NHS was straining. So, um, so uh, as, as I say, that that is a fact. Uh, the the flat racing uh, flat racing will recommence in the not too distant future, but initially behind closed doors. Yeah, that was actually that was actually one of the things that was being considered um, in in the football world. That even even if they played behind closed doors, you know, if someone got injured and taking you know time up for for the NHS. In, interestingly, just on the, the last sort of thing, I would say on, on as we as we've delved into the the football side of it and and looking at it from a governing body point of view, there was a statement released this morning that obviously the Premier League have put back it now until the end of May with a, with a re- review like Spain and France have. But um, the governing body UEFA has written to all European clubs, associations, and said that urging them not to cancel their domestic competitions because if they do, they may forfeit um, Champions League and Europa League places for next season. Personally, I think that's a very irresponsible um, letter to send considering the current global circumstances by putting pressure on clubs and leagues to you know, remain open to the idea of finishing them. But that's just, I guess that's just my opinion. Well, as you know, um, Manchester United have got... Um... Can't remember the name of the team now, Lask or something, isn't it? Um, yeah. Of Austria, um, and I think I read yesterday that 18 of the last 32 clubs left in the Europa League come from countries that are thinking about cancelling their season. And, and and I don't understand this, but the, the inference was that if that happens, they won't be able to play in this year's Europa League either. Yeah, it's a, it's a very strange one. My, my personal views on it are, and I said this um, uh, this week on a couple of occasions that. I would be very. I think we'd be very lucky if the leagues started in August for the new season. If we just scrapped everything and the league started in August for the new season, I think we'd be lucky with the circumstances that are happening at the moment. But obviously, there are there there is a lot of money involved in the Premier League and broadcast rights, and that that's really the issue why they're where they're not making decisions to cancel it. I think. Just um, trying to be um, bring bring us back more onto theme, you know, with the current crisis. Something I, I only realised yesterday through research was, uh, did you know that the Swedish ski slopes were still open? No, I had no idea. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so the Swedes have actually gone down probably even to the extreme of me, gone to the right of Paul Waits' approach, because you know I think that what's happening is disproportionate. Yeah. Uh, so Sweden has basically has got no lockdown. Uh, I believe that they closed the ski resorts yesterday, I might be wrong slightly, in, but I think that's right. So uh, right up until yesterday, you could go skiing in Sweden. Uh, I think you could watch a football match or pretty much do whatever you wanted. Uh, and interestingly, if you look at their um, coronavirus statistics, they're, they're actually very good, as, as is indeed the whole of Scandinavia. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I thought that that's, that's quite interesting because 
there doesn't seem to be to me any particular rhyme and reason rhyme or reason as to uh i mean i think on, the, on that theme one one thing i'm obviously tracking every day uh our greatest uh our greatest um i don't know what you call it, our energetic bundle of management is is rachel wood and uh rachel keeps a daily tracker of the coronavirus cases uh across all aspenweight heartland with a uk total and uh somerset is doing incredibly well uh so i think it's right to say that eight times more people proportionate to the population have got coronavirus in cardiff than they have in somerset for instance wow that's interesting um, uh, with the figures so you know, and to me that just seems pretty much common sense because we were as all gummages, uh, we we ain't got no one to talk to, you know. We just uh, drift around our little country lanes and drink lots of cider and chase the manga wurzels and sing wurzel songs all day, and uh, <laughs> ain't no one ever gets anywhere to go to a city, you see. The um the 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 final um the final sports um thing I'm going to say is I spoke to uh, one of my friends earlier who is manning the lines for the NHS uh, and well done to them and one uh, interestingly they they're obviously getting a lot of calls people that suffer with mental health problems and uh, and anxiety around this situation but when Wimbledon was announced to have been cancelled two days ago they saw a massive surge in calls of anxious people yeah, and and it's it's incredible to think that how much we do you mentioned it at the very start of the show how much we rely on sport and and the things that we do week in week out for our mental health well i think you know i think um what a word that comes to mind is hope you know um i think everyone needs hope don't they and, and you and you need something so you know sometimes you know so for instance you know it might sound like a small thing um but coming home on a Friday after a hard week, I know that I work Saturday and Sunday anyway, but um, like having Star Trek Picard on <laughs> is like a, is like a, I don't know, like a release, a, a, a present to myself, you know? Um, and so people don't have that, do they? There is nothing. But the thing I think has been quite staggering is, you know, I'm someone who watches a huge number of films, for instance. You know, I've probably watched as many films as anyone in the world has uh if i could i'd watch a film every day uh so just this week you know just because there's nothing better to do i've watched lawrence of arabia again for instance you know um and uh i just think the reaction of the tv stations to all these people stuck at home has been quite appalling yeah you know I mean, they should be they should be putting on um i mean you know the, i don't know community events uh, you know, if, if, there's so many things they could be doing, um, you know, impromptu plays, um, but certainly showing lots of classic films um, and doing, I don't, I don't think they're doing anything in, to, to, to be honest, in terms of uh, keeping up the morale of the nation, at least you know, going back to Marcus Rashford, Marcus Rashford um, is, is for instance, putting a huge amount of effort into making sure that underprivileged children get, um, get food. Yeah, because he was an underprivileged child himself, as I suspect you know. Um, yeah. So it's quite heartwarming to see that someone like him cares so much about giving something back, and I'm not seeing a lot of giving back uh, across all the across all the country, to be honest. 
Yeah, let's hope that there is a, a lot more of that and let's hope that, um, that there's more positive stories that come out of certainly the TV and, and sport as well. Paul, I just want to read you some of the... Um, I, I, I think as it's Friday, I'm going to do this. I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to read some of the comments that are coming on, on Facebook. And I don't know why. I don't know why this has happened. But um, I'm just going to read you a list of comments from people I don't know that are commenting on Facebook. Um, have you a fridge for auction? Hi, is this the online fridge auction? Um, somebody's put um, Maggie's put can I see the fridge please Uh, someone else has put here for the fridge auction Um, good afternoon I'm representative for a doctor from the NHS we're desperate in need of fridges have you um, have I missed the auction someone else has put fridge auction finished yet and and someone else has has written where's the fridge so I I don't know if there's been some kind of mix-up with um, the the broadcast but uh, a lot of people that are watching hello to you thank you for watching uh, are assuming we're we're doing a fridge auction You, you know plans for that have you Paul uh, yeah, it might look like a fridge, but, um, <laughs> well, I don't know where it's fell me. Yeah, yeah, so I'm just reading these comments, and um, Morton has said, I would like to start the bidding at $69, please. I, I'm not sure we've got a fridge for, for auction, but um, maybe that's an idea for another another show. We could, obviously, fridges are in high demand, so... Um, Anyway, any anyway, I had to moving read. On. Uh, moving on, yeah, I had to read them out because there's so many comments coming in. Um, I want to talk about some of the the positive things this week. We've got many things to share, and some of the positive things that have happened in Aspen Weight this week. So I'm going I'm to let you have the floor first, Paul, and and, uh, and and tell me about some of the things in your week. I always like it when you sort of ask me something that isn't quite a question, you know, uh, and I'm then supposed to make up what it, what the answer is, which is. Um, which is interesting. So uh, uh, a, a jumbled. So one, one of the things that um, we plan to do on Friday, listeners, is is um, collect uh, uh, across our network of staff. Um, so, you know, important and memorable memorable things that have happened in Aspen Weightland uh, over the last week. So, uh, on a personal level, I'm pleased to say that, um, for instance, in March, uh, we. We experienced uh, a record high by a considerable margin, actually, in terms of number of R&D tax credit claims processed in a month, which was exactly 100, which was um, up uh, over 45% uh, on the previous record, I think. And um, and also, uh, you know, this, so this, this is obviously money for, for, for real companies, so... Uh, the, the total value of the claims would be something like 2.83 million pounds, uh, which takes us um, in our history uh, up to about 100 million pounds of claims, I think, yeah. just to put things into context. So because of us, uh, the business community has 100 million pounds more in it than it would have done, um, which is something to be proud of. Um I think there's been uh, a number of very heartwarming stories. As you know, uh, we started our friend initiative. Was that three or four weeks ago now? Yeah. Um, it's been remarkably well received, including, you know, people like uh, Clearing Banks uh, are very supportive of what we're doing. Uh, and uh, I think um, not just our own client base, but also uh, new clients uh, have been really pleased i can't think of a, a better word to use than pleased by the fact that the fact that a firm like us um has has so vigorously got its heart in its community and isn't you know driven by money and greed yeah so um i think we're all getting some lovely 
some lovely feedback every day, well, probably every hour about uh, from clients were saying, you know, uh, I, I had a lovely one for one of my favorite clients uh, a couple of days ago. And she said, um, I read your, your personal, you know, I, I did a personal message uh, as a group CEO about, uh, you know, where, where we were, you know, our position over all of this. And she just said, you know, it, it, it sort of made me feel like I had a friend in the room, you know, and uh, I think um, people are quite struck by our sort of decency and level of compassion. Uh, that also t translates in reality into immense hard work. Uh, I don't know whether um, whether he was exaggerating this morning, but I read an email from uh, Darren Tolbert, who, who joins us on a Wednesday, uh, saying he had 162 um businesses he was basically trying to save so i don't know whether that was his uh attempt at humor you know exaggerating or whether really has got 162 businesses to save i can certainly say in my case i've i've got considerably less than that i'm trying to save um you probably wouldn't be even 10 percent of that but um you know one of the things that's um been probably very noticeable over the last few days you know which may be a few weeks is certainly for me uh i'm i've been working on, on clients uh, in every single country of the home nations which has been very rewarding talking to new friends uh i've i've um been helping out our scottish md uh with a with a a, a leading leisure business uh, and it's been an absolute pleasure to get to know their ceo who's a lovely chap and i feel very motivated to help them uh, I've also been fortunate to work on uh, to work on uh, the company clients of nearly every uh, subsidiary in the Aspen Wake Group, which is which is fantastic. And I think, as you will have noticed, there's been a real even you know I think uh, Jono said it yesterday, didn't he? That he said Aspen Wake was like a family, but I think uh, that family spirit has never been stronger than it is now. Yeah, I completely agree. We've had some, uh, we've had uh, so many um, good good stories in this week. You mentioned um, uh, Rachel earlier, who helps and supports with these live streams massively, and um, you know she got in touch with us to say that she'd been picking up the phone and um, speaking to um, people, and they, they just appreciate at the moment a quick a quick call. Darren mentioned this, um, uh, and Jono yesterday as well, just just saying, look, just to actually pick up the phone. And that's what the the friends program really is is all, is all about, you know. Just just that quick call to someone can make all the difference. Yeah, I mean that's why that's why on our website it says you you'll you never need to be alone again. You know, you don't need to be alone, and um, you know, you know me. I'm you know I'm, I'm not one to to overpromise or or bullshit. You know, and and, and quite often, uh, you know, you have to say to clients, look, you know, there's nothing I'm going to say to you which is going to make you feel happy or provide you with an instant solution but you know i'm i'm sitting there with you and um you know if you if you if you keep fighting and you show resourcefulness and adaptability then uh, you know we'll do everything we can to make sure you get through to calm waters um you know and that's you know and that's the reality of it you know it's um it's a bit like in a in a in a football final where you've got a great team and you get a bloke sent off or something and you've got to play the rest of the game with 10 players, uh, throw away the team plan and try to grind out a result, you know? Yeah. It I just reminds me of, um, and I know we'll talk about this at the end of the show today, but the, uh, the song is, is, um, you know, it says that all, doesn't it? Spread the love. So, um, 
That's, uh, <laughs> that's something that we'll talk about at the end of the broadcast today. Um, yeah, so, so, much, so much good stuff this week. So, so many positive things. We've enjoyed immensely um, doing these broadcasts every day, getting so many interactions uh, from, from everybody um, across Facebook um, about the things that we're doing, the things that we're talking about. And as we mentioned, uh, you can get it all on the podcast as well. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, just search Aspen Wait. Uh, we're on Spotify and we're on iTunes as well. You can download the podcast. If you subscribe, you've got it every day. And, and you can listen to this and consume this content in any way uh, you wish. We'll also be back next week um, with our regular guests and, and some different guests as well uh, each day from 12.30. Uh, thanks for the comments. Keep them coming in. We'll answer any questions that you've got. Um, I mean, we've had probably about 25 uh, questions about fridges th- this afternoon, which is, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not going to lie, as an experienced broadcaster, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping a straight face, but it's um, incredible seeing the comments come in. So, um, but yeah, anything you want to ask them, then please do. Uh, that's why we're here and we're here for a bit longer uh, this lunchtime as well, but not too much longer. I want to do one more um, push-pull for what you're doing this afternoon, because um, you've got a really exciting afternoon and your media duties don't stop here. No, uh, so uh, this afternoon, I'm just watching my youngest cat uh, hunting something, which I'm not quite sure what it is he's hunting. She's hunting, sorry. Um, so this afternoon at three o'clock, uh, I've got a, uh, it was a butterfly, by the way, for, for anyone that's, that's interested. Um, so at three o'clock this afternoon, I'm doing, a, a, I suppose you call it a show for uh, Great British Expos. Uh, we're, I think we are the main sponsors of, of Great British Expos and, um, together with Great British Expos, we do a lot of charity work as well. So uh, uh, that, that's that's something which we don't normally talk about. Uh, so this afternoon, I'm being the wise man of finance and talking to um, people that are part of the GB Expo network uh, about uh, pr- pretty much all the measures which the government have launched to help business at the moment you know so including um uh the the business interruption loan scheme and the deferred vat and all that sort of thing uh the thing the thing that um i find most interesting certainly in the original sort of script that they sent me uh the word grant was mentioned all over the place and uh you know unfortunately uh that that isn't really um that isn't really uh uh, a, 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 a source for the vast majority of people listening to this podcast. I wish, I wish there was um, something we ought to talk about as it's only just happened. Uh, the chancellor has today, I think about three hours ago, actually uh, announced some revision to the current business interruption loan scheme from the relatively short amount of time I've had to try to see and what those measures are uh the only one i could see that was uh, of any great relevance was that the uh, uh the need to take a personal guarantee has been dispensed with uh and i know that that will be i can think of one client of mine in particular that that will probably be a game changer for uh because i think you know one of the things which is um hugely relevant at the moment and, and it comes back to things like morale and um and, and your outlook on the future and perhaps in that respect you know the media don't help this um you know a lot of people say to me uh why would i want to borrow more money and have even more potential personal debt when i don't know what's going to happen you know i don't know it's not my fault i'm closed you know you know maybe the government's basically said you can't open your shop and then 
they then because because they can't survive uh they then got to borrow 50 grand or 100 grand or something to to get them through to the promised land but they don't know how long that's going to be uh, and a lot of people were very reluctant i think to give a personal guarantee um to do that i never have been myself but you know this, these the, as a practical person i have to appreciate that a lot of people are so um it would appear that the need to take a personal guarantee has been uh dispensed with i don't think from what i can see that there's been any particularly great tinkering with um the basic provisions so uh at the moment i believe it's right to say that uh, only 1000 loans have been approved in the whole of the uk so that's a very uh, it's a very small number well it is when you consider there's three million odd limited companies for instance um so it's uh i think i think i read that three hundred thousand applications have been made wow yeah uh, and so uh yes it's, 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 it sort of puts things into a into a somber light doesn't it yeah, it certainly does, um, and I think it's it's really important. You mentioned it earlier on in the week about um, the, the the grants and and loans, and we'll, we we've said that we'll keep on top of it. We'll keep updating people, and we talked yesterday about more information um, coming out from the banks, and um, we talked through that criteria. And we're here to support if if you need to understand. I think it was you, Paul, that said that you know you, you you've got to show your your forecast, and you you can't just expect to apply for this, and it's an easy it's an easy win for you. Yeah, the, the, the single biggest thing you have to demonstrate is firstly that you've been disrupted. Okay, so you know there is, you know, you are in a business which has been clearly disrupted by uh, what has happened, uh, and that otherwise the business is viable, and that when things are back to normal, uh, the business uh, can afford to deal with the loan, and it and it's still a, a viable business. So in a in a nutshell, that's that's basically what you have to do. Yeah, and we, as we said, the email address is on the screen, friend at aspen-weight.co.uk if you need any advice around uh, applying for um, for loans or just the, the criteria around it that we've mentioned several times. And of course, you can listen to the podcast every day this week. You can go back and listen to it and you can go back and watch these videos on our YouTube channel as well, just in case you've missed anything. Right, I want, I want to um, read out probably one of the, 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 the best stories that we had in um, from Aspen Weight London actually uh, this week and it was quite a heartwarming uh, story and uh, uh, Michael got in touch from Aspen Weight London and said we submitted an R&D claim for a a lovely new client he's he's a really nice French man named Christophe Uh, during the data gathering (laughs) process about three or four weeks ago he had a tree uh, fall on his house during the storm and of course the uh, the recent global troubles uh, have had a huge impact on his business needless to say he was due uh, a bit of good news. Uh, anyway, we've been trying to do our best keeping in touch with him and staying positive throughout everything that was going on, which was clearly a distressing time for him. Uh, we had a chat on the Friday just gone. We shared a glass of uh, French wine, virtually, of course, because we're <laughs> self-isolating. Um, and I told him that I had some good news and that he should expect um, uh, money back from HMRC, uh, which we were delighted uh, t- to be able to tell him, of course. Um, and he'd be waiting to open a bottle of uh, Morbeck in celebration, uh, albeit slightly dampened by the suggested delay in payment. Uh, well, the good news was that um, HMRC paid out already. He's absolutely delighted. 
Uh, and, and, yeah, and he's now referring uh, more business to us. Um, and, and what a nice story. I do think in, in the times that we're in, that's a, just a lovely story. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, just uh, uh, the Welsh team and I have been um, working on a, a, a business in some degree of um, discomfort um, in the in the sort of Monmouth area, and um, they are a huge producer of sausages and, um, and, and and pies and things. And um, we've basically one of the things that we did is we reconstructed the whole trading entity, the structure of of how they've done business, and in particular made sure that they can um, avail themselves of the R and D tax credit scheme. And their uh, their their first ever. R&D tax credit uh, was approved this morning. So uh, that, that was um, that was very good news. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's been, um, as I say, been, been lots of uh, lots of positive stories uh, this week. Speaking of positives, Paul, um, the way we end uh, all of our shows and all of our podcasts is for an uplifting track. And I don't see that um, that, that that's going to change because I, I put the question to you yesterday. I think I said... Will you be able to choose a track every day? Because we used to do it once every week on the podcast, and it was a really stupid question that I asked you. Because of course you're going to be able to choose a, a track every day. So um, this the, today's track is is very apt as well. That the, the title. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm very excited to say that my uh, my radio show is literally days away now, and uh, his uh, Obenfuhrer, um Ben Eltham has set me the task of making sure that. Uh, I give him my playlist, so I have uh, effectively written uh, written down. Uh, I don't know how many, about two hundred and thirty songs from A to Z, because I'm going to be doing the A to Z of of music. So all I had to do today was to pick out uh, an uplifting song for, that was B. So that's that's what I've done. So today's song is called "Spread Your Love" by the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, BRMC. Uh, BRMC are a band formed in about 1998 in San Francisco. Um, still, still uh, together today, so some 22 years going. Uh, think about seven albums. Uh, thing that is just fantastic about BRMC, they have a, in my opinion, uh, a quite a unique sound, which is very bass driven. So when when you um, when this track starts. Do, 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 do. You know, it's, um, and that carries all the way through. Uh, really great guitar track. Um, everyone needs a bit of love at the moment. So I thought, um, I thought that was a very worthy track to play on a Friday. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it is. And if um, if you're listening, obviously watching on the on the live stream, then um, do go away and and listen to it. And if you're listening to this on the podcast. Uh, then we're about to play that track for you. Um, all that remains is to say, Paul, what a wonderful week we've had uh, with our live broadcasts every day. I hope everybody's enjoyed it. I certainly have uh, enjoyed it doing them with you and, and all the guests we've had on. And, and we're going to be continuing into next week. Yeah, it's been a real bonus to be um, to be sitting in the fresh air for four of them, I think. Is that right, Drew? Yeah. So um, the weather forecast is brilliant for all of today, which wasn't the case when I looked at it yesterday. So we've got uh, unbroken sun, I think, today. Uh, pretty, pretty much on the whole, uh, the outlook is uh, the weather's getting a bit warmer, and uh, let's hope everyone gets a nice suntan by the time they go back to work properly. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, have a great weekend uh, and we'll be back on Monday at uh, 12.30 for you. Uh, as I said, do download, subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, and you can, if you've missed anything this week, you can go back uh, and watch it. Keep the comments coming in, even if you're watching this uh, back and we're not live. Uh, we'll read some of them out on Monday. Thank you ever so much for your company and we'll see you Monday at 12.30.